0: Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, everyone. It's another Friday and it's the first Hockey Friday for your Hershey Bears. First time in a long time we've had to do one of these. My name is Richard Blosser welcoming you to the Friday face-off number two of the season. Thank you to everyone who listened to last week's one. Highly listened to episode, and glad to know that there is, seems to be a uh, a market for uh, for this, I think. So thank you to everyone who's tuned in as well. Thank you to Bears Nation who listened to Monday's episode. First recap episode in a long time, and it felt so good to get in on this as well. The live stream apparently went well, and there will be another one on Sunday afternoon. Late Sunday afternoon, because the Bears don't play on Sunday we will do a live stream of the game then. But first, before we uh before we get into this weekend, Slate, this will be a little bit of a light show today because there's not a lot of Bears news to get into. Well, there is some, and we will get to that. So over the over the weekend, the capitals, you know, had some hockey games and all that. And uh turns out Capitals got injured again. Connor Brown went down long term. Can can you hear the can you hear the air quotes when I say that? He went down long term. No word if surgery or whatever is needed for him. So doing this plus Evgeny Kuznetsov getting suspended or was it Dmitry Orlov? Anyway, Evgeny Kuznetsov getting suspended for a game and the Capitals hitting the road it, a recall was needed a recall was absolutely needed and we thought that newly wavered Sonny Milano yep he cleared waivers and is now a part of the chocolate and white would be the first one to go because that's why they signed him he was a signing because they thought there's we're, we're not going to get AJ or Brett Leeson back we're not they got the cap room so bring him in as an extra call up and it turned out that Big Beck Beck Malenstein got called up to the big boy club. And here we went. Ah, it's just like last year. Capitals are taking from the Bears. Ugh, I hate this. Why can't the Capitals leave us alone? Why can't they stay healthy? Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) I I can't stand this. I can't stand this on, on, on Twitter. Just stupid complaints and takes everywhere. I, I why do I even stay on there? I hate you all on Twitter. I hate you. I'm 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 sorry. I'm 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 rambling. Sorry. That's a problem I will have to deal with. But anyway <laughs> Kind of focused Montgomery Burns there a little bit. But look. Okay, in all seriousness, Bears fans, let, let me just, just, just come here and let me tell you the odds here. Sparky here for a little bit. Everyone, you all need to chill. You all need to relax. Okay, it is, checks, notes, October 21st. Okay? Yes, the Capitals took back. Yes, they're dealing with some injuries. And all of you are scared and... It's going to be like last year. Well, l- let me ask you. Have we signed any ECHLers? No. No, we haven't. Have we been ravaged by another variant of the Great Virus? No, but the media said... Tch, tch. No. No, we haven't. So, it is not like last year. We have players that are going to fill in the those depth roles. We have Scarfo and Kim... Down there in South Carolina. Sonny Milano was brought in for just sort of an occasion as well. We have the depth to get through this. And it's only one call-up. Well, TJ Oshie's eventually going to get injured. So what if he does? So what if he does? How does that affect you? How? All right. So Beck was taken for a left winger. Not surprising. In today's modern NHL, you want big two-way wingers. Beck fits that. He would be tagged to be the first one to go. So, the pipeline is doing what it's supposed to do. And don't act like you're the only ones. Stop it. You want to know about constant call-ups and effing with team chemistry? Go down 78 and look at the Phantoms and Flyers. Wait a minute, the Flyers are actually doing decent. Anyway, you know what I mean, all right? Okay, so everyone, let's just, let's just, let's just turn the truck off and let's not start the panic right yet, okay? All right, Bears fans, you're going to be okay. The team's going to be okay. Beck could get sent down in a couple weeks. He might not. You can't control that. I can't control that. Capiche? Got it. Good. Moving on. So, speaking of Sonny Milano, the uh, Sonny Milano Cookies mm, Milano cookies, is joining the Hershey Bears. Cleared waivers, cleared everything, down with us. And he will be wearing number 12 as Julian Naprejevic will be moving to number 15. Now, this did bring up an interesting uh, problem we have. Because now the Bears have six veterans. And you can only dress five. I think you can dress four plus one. But that's sort of a problem that we haven't had to deal with for quite some time. and we and I know I, I know it's it's we haven't had to deal with that since I think like 15 sixteen, and our vets are, and thank you to Zach for this, Scarbosa, Mickelrath, annis, Ness, veteran exempt. Vecchione, Kessie, and Milano, and I think it's five. Five is what you're allowed to start. So it wouldn't surprise me if Kessie sits every once in a while. He'll be needed for the big physical games, and of those five, I don't know. Flip a coin, and whoever wants the night off, in a back-to-back. So we'll we'll look at the. We'll hear more about this by the time this podcast drops later tonight on the on the broadcast for Zach, it'll be a good problem to have. Like, the, the, the talent in those names are really good. And it's a good problem to have. So, we'll see where this goes. But let's just see how this first week goes and how the coach will handle it. Other than that, it's been pretty quiet across the chocolate front this week as the boys got their first big travel weekend underway – and Wednesday flew out due south. Lovely time of year for it. To go to Charlotte. And we will deal with that here in a moment. But some interesting American Hockey League news. On Monday night, the Utica Comets had their home opener. Yeah, I know. Monday night. Did Don't ask. And uh, something kind of happened. around uh, With about two and a half minutes to go in the second, the lights went out. Now... Everything went out. Overhead, goal, screens, hallway lights, bathroom lights, I think. Everything off. Cut the power. We're done here. And uh, some really cool, cool videos uh, were shown of people, of like 5,000 people all holding up their camera phones, their, their camera lights, to try and shine the building a bit more. It was actually a, a pretty... Again, it was a really cool visual to see. Uh, the game was postponed, obviously. The building had to be evacuated because they couldn't get anything back up and running. So, everybody was evacuated safely. Everything was fine. And in an official statement from the Utica Comets said that the game will be postponed and will resume on Tuesday, January 24th. Um, And anybody will be, and whoever has a ticket for that, will be allowed to um, attend the game. I'm not sure if that's when they play again for some reason or if this was a date that the two teams came came up with. But other than that, it good on Utica. They handled it in a really good professional way and glad to see no one was hurt, no players were hurt, and... I would love to hear, like, how they changed in the locker room. Did did people just hold up camera lights while they were changing? Or was it just, All right, everybody get your skates off, and uh, we'll find some lighting. I wonder if they could find those big halogen construction lights and just hold those up. It's up down, down the hallway. But everybody... Seemed like everybody got out safely, and all good. All good on that front. So, also one more bit before we get into the Friday face-off, was that the NHL released their retro reverses. That's right. Those bad boys are back. If you remember, during the COVID-shortened winter season of 2021, the NHL rolled out retro reverses, which were reverse designs of old-style of jerseys. So, um pulling it up here on my phone and just some hot take looks um, that I've been able to see on Twitter and all that. First off, my boys in the pens who brought back the Robo Penguins but didn't bring back the chest stripe. Boo. But, but I see that and it looks nice. It really does look nice. I really like Pittsburgh. It's fine. It's good. The Flyers um, sort of did an invert of their sleeve colors um, black striping, black numbers, black nameplate with some orange on the wrists, but they're going to be bringing back the long Cooperoles, the long pants of the 1980s that were only used for two seasons. I would lo- I'd love to see this live during warm-ups. This will be very interesting to see, but not bad out of Philadelphia. The Capitals fully brought back the Screaming Eagle in black Midnight black and bronze with hints of purple throughout. You saw the red, white, and blue version in 2021. Well, now they just went the uh the black route. I would have liked to have seen the uh the uh the Capitol building logo come back, but the Screaming Eagle was very popular in the red, white, and blue one. No big surprise that they came back. None. So um a few other thoughts. The Montreal Canadiens are wearing baby blue with with a darker blue chest stripe. Mwah! Love it. Looks spectacular. I love these. Laval, Laval, I want you to do one of these. I want a Laval baby blue. Uh, the Florida Panthers are, we- are wearing baby blue. It's a little bit much for me to describe here on the audio. Um, Arizona is going with a uh, sunset orange version of their um, um, 90's alternate jerseys going for more like a desert sunset look again, it looks really nice hard for me to describe a few other looks that that I've liked uh, Edmonton is bringing back their their mechanical oil drop jerseys beautiful the LA Kings where Phoenix Copley is has a white version of their purple and gold era very nice Very lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. But lastly, uh, uh, wait, before that, the San Jose Sharks brought back the uh, California Golden Seals, but instead of seals, it says sharks. It's fine. It's nice. But lastly, the New York Islanders have brought back the Fisherman Gordon jerseys! Yahoo! Yes! The the wonderful ugly jerseys of the 90s. Fisherman Gordon lives, and he's back and out for blood. I can't wait to see these on the ice. They are going to be spectacular. Absolutely lovely. Some mediocre and some uh, bad looks um, in all this. Toronto, what are you doing? Um, Seattle um, went a little stripey with theirs, but a missed opportunity. The Pooh Bear jerseys are back for Boston. Fine. Um, Nashville going completely Nashville gold because they just can't quit that. Um, Lady Liberty's back for the new New York Rangers, yes. And Detroit and Chicago, <sighs> what are you doing? What are you? You have a. What are you doing? It. It looks horrible, absolutely horrible. And the Ottawa Senators brought back the black jerseys from the King Alfie days. Lovely. So soon, time to get to the Friday faceoff, but. If I can be serious for a moment, as Lance Storm and the WWE once said, Jacob Verona, former Hershey Bear, now with the Detroit Red Wings, um, has taken a leave from the team and has checked into the player assistance program and is taking some time away from this sport and hockey. The program is used for players who are dealing with substance abuse, mental illness, or whatever issues, personal issues. And the Detroit Red Wings have not commented since. All of us here at the Grit and Barrett podcast and Hershey Bears Nation, I may have my thoughts about Jacob Verana, but I hope he gets whatever help he needs for dealing with what he goes through. Your needs come first, Jacob. You have needs. They need to be taken care of. The rest of us will be here when you get back. Get well, Jacob, for whatever you're going through. And remember, keep your stick on the ice. And now, it's time for the Friday Face-Off. This is the Friday Face-Off here on the Grit and Barrett Podcast, where we preview Hershey Bears hockey, go around the American Hockey League, and find any other tidbits of the hockey world that I find interesting. It's time to grab some chocolate, lace up those skates, and grab your hockey bag. Maybe we'll stop at a Tim Hortons along the way. This is the Friday Face-Off on the Grit and Barrett Podcast. Week 2 of the American Hockey League is getting up and underway. Underway, we Openings should be out of the way, and we are ready to go. Remember, grab your notes, hold on to your wallet, because here we go! We start by going to Coachella Valley. Coachella Valley for the home opener between the Coachella Valley Firebirds and the Abbotsford Canucks. Eh! Oh! Okay. 3 o'clock start. Well, 6 o'clock their time, I think. S- 6 o'clock um, our time. They will be starting. Um, The reason being for this, this is not being played at wherever no-cal. This is not being played in Coachella Valley. This is being played at Kraken Community Ice Complex. They are... They are Temporarily staying at Big Brother's place until their new home is ready to go. So, 3 o'clock starts Seattle time out there at Kraken Community Ice Complex. But that's that's going on there at Coachella. Hope things are going to go well for then. Up next, we go back east and we go to Mr. Bojangles Coliseum as the Hershey Bears take on the Charlotte Checkers affiliates of your. Carolina Panthers. I can't believe I'm saying that. Florida Panthers. Florida Panthers. Last season, Charlotte went five, two, and one against the Bears. And the Bears still struggled against them, going three, five, and zero. All-time has leaned more towards Charlotte as Charlotte's had a lot more home um home success against the Bears as of recently, going ten, six, one and one in the Bears eight, nine, zero and one over the past five years. Years, top scores for the squad: the Bears, Hendrix Lapierre, and for the Charlotte Checkers, Riley Nash with four points. Um, Mike Vecchione leads in goals, and and Anton Levinci whatever is, has the top goals for the Charlotte Checkers as well. Uh, Seven o'clock start there at Mister Bojangles Coliseum. Up next, we go back up to Utica, hopefully they have the lights on this time, as the Cleveland Monsters travel to take on the Utica Comets, Utica dominated this rivalry last year at 5-1, 1-1, while... That's seven. No, that's eight. While Cleveland only went three, four, and one against them last year. Utica, over the past five years, has dominated this as well. Ten, three, one, and one. While Cleveland is five, eight, and two against them. Brian Pinho leading the scoring for the Comets. While Kiore Marchenko leads the scoring for your Cleveland Monsters. Seven o'clock start there at the Adirondack Bank Center. Up next, we go to the Great White North and we go to Belleville, Ontario, Canada as the Springfield Thunderboys. Oh, and three. My goodness. Taking on the Belleville Senators. Last season saw Springfield get the better of this at going three and one. Well, Belleville went one, two, and one. Last five seasons, not much of a difference. Four and one for the Thunderboys. Well, same thing. One, three, and one for the Senators. Natika on Alex. Lextrioff for the Thunderboys leads the scoring, while Jake Lucchini leads points for the Belleville Senators with four. Seven o'clock start there at the CAA. Up next, we go to... I'm not going to get used to this. Amer- AMCA Mutual Pavilion as the Pro- Providence Bruins take on the Bridgeport Sound Sound Tigers. Last time these two met last week... Providence took the home opener three to one. Your leading scorer for the Bruins so far is February Lascioli with four points, and Otto 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 Lucvia with only two points for Bridgeport. Seven o five start there at Amica Mutual Pavilion. Up next, we go to go to Syracuse versus Rochester. As these two teams. These two teams meet up for the first time this season. Last season, Syracuse had this, this rivalry by the Shield by going 8-3-1 and one against the Amherst. while well, the Amherst went 4-6-2 and two against the boys in blue. You see, Bears fans, we're not the only one that's got to see a team 12 times over the past five years. Um, it's been pretty even between these two with Syracuse at 24-14-5 and 2, and Rochester are 21-18, 5-1. Top scorer for the Ammarks is Lucas Rusek, and for Syracuse, Felix Robert. 7 o'clock start there at Blue Cross Arena. Up next, we go to the arena in the shadow of a mountain as Le Rocket de Laval travel to take on Wilkes-Barre. Two teams only going 1-1 one and one against each other In their previous meetings. Not a lot of meetings between these two teams. Gabriel Bork leads goals and points. For your Laval with three. And Alex Nylander leads Wilkes-Barre with three goals as three points as well. 705 start out there at Mohegan Sun Arena. Up next, we go to Chicago as your Calder Cup champions. Welcome the Manitoba Moose. Moose. These two... Two teams know each other quite well as Manitoba went 4-2-2 two and two against them last season while the Wolves went 4-2-1-1 one one against the Moose. Five The last five seasons is 14-10-2 for the Moose, 12-9-4-1 for the Wolves. Um, Evan Pulili leads scoring for the Moose and Vasily pono Marev. Gonna get used to saying these names. Leads the way for the Wolves with one goal and one point. That's it. Seven o'clock start there at Allstate Arena. We go due west just a bit to Des Moines, Iowa, as the Iowa Wild welcome the Texas Stars. Texas Stars, sorry. Uh the, the last previous last year, uh Texas took this rivalry. At 5-2-0-1, oh while the Wild went 3-5 in the Battle of the Green Shirts. Texas has had the, the better of the Wild at twenty one twelve zero 12 0 3 while the Wild went 15-17-3-1. Top scores for each squad, Sammy Walker for Iowa with two points. And Mette Blumel for the Texas Stars. 7 o'clock start. There at Wells Fargo, Fargo Arena. Let me just try something here. That didn't work. Okay, let's keep this going. We go to Colorado as the Calgary Wranglers <clears throat> take on the Colorado Eagles. First time meeting between these two teams. Two teams leading score for the for the Wranglers. Brett Sutter. Oh look. A Sutter doing well in Calgary with four points. Charles Hutton leads the way for the Colorado Eagles with two goals to assist for four points. 7.05 start there at Budweiser Event Center. And lastly, we go to SoCal as the Ontario Reign take on the San Diego Gulls in the Battle of SoCal. Ontario taking it to, to San Diego last year at 9-3, while the Gulls went 3-3 eight and one past five seasons have seen a bit even between these two as Ontario went 21, 18, two and two while the goals went 22, 17, three and one top scorers for the rain is TJ Titan with seven points for the Gulls, Nicholas Bureland with five points, two goals and three assists. So a lot of slate there on Friday, lots of games, to get to, we'll get to the picks after after we're done. So we go to Saturday and we go to Toronto, Ontario, Canada, as the Toronto Marlies welcome the Grand Rapids Griffins. Last season, saw the Marlies go three and one against the boys from Michigan, as the Griffins win one, two, and one. Past five seasons, Griffins are two, three, and one. While the Marlies are 4-2. and two. Top scores. Austin Zarnik. What's ever happened to him? Leads the way for the Grand Rapids Griffins with 6 points. While Alex Stevens has 3 points for the Toronto Marlies. 4 o'clock start. They're at Coca-Cola Coliseum. We go back to Charlotte. As the Hershey Bears get their rematch against the Charlotte Checkers. 6 o'clock start. They're at Mr. Bojangles Coliseum. We go to Bridgeport, Connecticut, as Les Rocket de Laval will travel due east to take on the Bridgeport Ugh, Islanders. Both teams split their games last year, as Laval went one and one, and Bridgeport went one oh and one. Last five seasons, Bridgeport's been taking the better of this, four one and one against the Rocket, while they are two three and one. Top scorers are Gabriel Bork for Laval at with three points, and as I said, Otto Cavella leads the way for Bridgeport. Seven o'clock start there at Total Mortgage Arena. Up next, we go to the XL Center as wilkes barre Baby Pens take on the Hartford Wolfpack. Last season saw a bit an even split between these two, as each of them going three and two, with one getting. A loss in a shootout and one getting an overtime win. Past five years has seen Wilkes-Barre get the better of this at 9-3-1-2. While well, Hartford went 6-6-3. Six, six, and three. Top scorer for the Wolfpack, Turner Elson with two points. 7 o'clock start there at the XL Center. Let's keep this rolling for the rematch between the Texas Stars and the Iowa Wild, 6 o'clock start there at Wells Fargo Arena there at Des Moines, Iowa. The jersey matchup between these two teams should be amazing. Up next, we go to Milwaukee, as the Manitoba Moose will travel to take on the Milwaukee Admirals. Last season saw the Moose get the better of this robbery at 7-4-1, and one, while the Milwaukee Admirals went 5-5-2. Five, five, Your leading scorer for the Milwaukee Admirals is John Leonard with three assists and three points. Six o'clock start. Wait, is that right? Is that right? Yes, six o'clock start their time out there in Milwaukee at UW-Milwaukee Panther Arena. We go to Syracuse for the rematch between the Rochester Americans and the Syracuse Crunch. The home-and-home as Saturday night we go to Syracuse. 7 o'clock start there at Oop State Medical University Arena in Syracuse. We go back to the Great White North for the rematch between the Springfield Thunderboys and the Belleville Senators out there in Ontario, Canada. 7.05 start out there at the CAA. We go down to the PPL Center as the Cleveland Monsters will travel to take on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Last season, Cleveland took... 3 out of 4 games going 3 and 1 against the Phantoms while the Phantoms went 1 2 and 1 against them. Last 5 seasons have seen Cleveland get the better of the Phantoms going 6 2 0 oh, and 1 while the Phantoms are 3 5 and 1 against the boys from Northeast Ohio. Leading leading scorer for the Phantoms has been Elliot DiOries with 2 with 2 goals and 2 points. 7 5 start out there in Allentown. Up next, we go to Providence, Rhode Island, as the Utica Comets will travel to take on the Providence Bruins. Utica took all four games against the Providence Bruins last year, going healthy 4-0, and while Providence went 0-3-1. Utica, past five years, has kind of had the upmanship on this, 5-3-1, Against Providence, while Providence went 4-4-1. Four, 7-0-5 four, start out there at America Mutual Pavilion. Up next we go to Rockfoyd. As the Chicago Wolves will travel to the BMO Center to take on the Rockford Ice Hogs. Last season saw Rockford take this rivalry at 8-3-0-1, while the Wolves were 4-5-0-2. Three last five seasons have seen very much a split between these two teams, while the Wolves going twenty one fifteen three and five, and the Ice Hogs going twenty three eighteen two and one. Top scorer for the Ice Hogs, Luke Phillip. I have no idea who that is. Top scorer with two goals and an assist. Seven o'clock start there at the BMO Center in Rockford, Illinois. We go for the rematch between we go. <sighs> Got ahead of me. We go back to California for the rematch between the San Diego Gulls and the Ontario Reign. 6 o'clock start there at Toyota Arena. We go to the Budweiser Event Center for the rematch between the Calgary Wranglers <laughs> and the Colorado Eagles. I'll get it right one of these days. 7.05 start out there at Budweiser Event Center. Notice I've, I've been given you the in-depth on the rematches because there is no reason to. Up next, we go to the brand spanking new Tech CU Arena as the Henderson Silver Knights travel to take on the San Jose Barracuda. The Silver Knights owning this rivalry at 7-1 last year while the Barracuda went straight up 1-7 against this against this team. Henderson have just owned the Barracuda the past five years. 13-3 while the Barracuda are 3-3. and How'd they ever win three? Top scorer for Henderson is Brendan Pacelli at 1-2-3. Figure that out. While Ryan Merkley is a top scorer for the San Jose Barracuda with only two points. Six o'clock start their time at the Tech CU Arena. And lastly, we go to Northern Arizona as the Tucson Roadrunners will take on the Bakersfield Condors. Bakersfield is Getting the best of this club last year at 5-0-1, oh, while Tucson was 1-5. Five. Last five seasons, it hasn't gotten any better. While well, the Condors are 13-4-2 against Tucson, while Tucson is just a measly 6-13. and 13. Top scorer for the Condors is Seth Griffith with four assists for four points. And for the Roadrunners, Mik- Mikael Carcone with only two, with only two points. 7 o'clock start out there at the Tucson Convention Center Arena. And we go to Sunday as the Hartford Wolfpack travel down I-7, I-7, I I should know know better than this, travel down to take on the Bridgeport Islanders. They're a total mortgage, mortgage arena. Last season, saw the Wolfpack just take it. Take it to the uh, the Islanders at 7-2, 0-1, while Bridgeport went 3-7. Last five seasons, Bridgeport has owned this team at 26-9, 3-2, while the Islanders are 14-21, 4-1. 3 o'clock start out there Total Mortgage Arena. We go for the rematch between the Cleveland Monsters and the Lehigh Valley Phantoms at the PPL Center. Three o five start out there uh, in Allentown. I'm sorry, I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. Up next, we go back to Providence as Wilkes-Barre. Boy, they have a busy weekend. Travel to take a three o'clock start out there in Providence. Wow, Hartford one night, then Providence the next day. I know the pain. Uh, Providence went four and two against the Baby Pens last year, while Wilkes-Barre went two two and two against them last year. Uh, The last five seasons have not been kind to Wilkes-Barre. As Providence has gone 11-4, 1-1 against them. While Wilkes-Barre is 6-8-3. 3-0-5 start out there at America America Mutual Pavilion. And up next we go back to Toronto for the rematch between the Grand Rapids-Griffins and the Toronto Marlies. 4 o'clock start. Out there at Coca-Cola Coliseum. We go to another rematch between the Manitoba Moose and the Rockford Ice Hogs. 4 o'clock start out there BMO Center in Rockford, Illinois. We go to another rematch out to the West Coast. I know there seems to be a lot of them. As the Henderson Silver Knights will take on the San Jose Barracuda. 3 o'clock start at the Tech CU Arena. We go to Tucson, Arizona for the rematch between the Bakersfield Condors and the Tucson Roadrunners. 4 o'clock start at Tucson Convention Arena. And one last rematch on a Sunday as the Abbots-Foyd Canucks take on the Coachella Valley Firebirds. 6 o'clock start as they'll be playing in the Big Boy Center at Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington. Amen. Hallelujah. Pass the Tylenol. That's all the games for this weekend. So let's get to the picks. Shall we? Just give me a second here. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay. So Friday. We go back to Friday. As the Bears will take on the Charlotte Checkers. I will take Hershey. I'll do what I did last weekend. I'm probably going to take Hershey both and hope for A split. Alright, so... Ontario versus San Diego. I'm taking Ontario in that one. Ontario in that one. Uh, wild card. Wild card here for, uh... For Friday. Hmm. You know what? Should I? I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna take Coachella Valley on a Friday. Home opener per se, but just I'm just gonna go with them. Let's see, uh Saturday I already said taking Hershey Laval versus Bridgeport. Ugh. There is no winners in this game. So I am wait a second. Let me just do something here. Don't know why I did that. The Firebirds, okay. I'm just doing something here. I wrote down the uh, the wrong one. So, just changing something here, talk amongst yourselves all right, so Saturday, Laval versus bridgeport <sighs> oh gosh, I'm taking bridgeport. I feel dirty i I don't trust Laval traveling that much to take on take on bridgeport and just gonna take some home teams early in the season uh the wild card for for uh for saturday da. da, 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 da boy let me just check something here hmm let me see if my boys come back home give me the moose once again i'm going to take the moose i don't know why but i am it doesn't make much sense but sometimes when you're picking games it doesn't have to make doesn't have to make sense and sunday for the wild card pick on sunday Actually got that wrong. The mandatory on Sunday was Cleveland versus Lehigh. Ugh. I don't like either of these. But I'm going to take Cleveland in that one on recency biased. Uh wild card on this. Uh, I will take Bakersfield on that one. And uh, let's just see here. Those are three wild cards. And my team pick, give me Providence on Friday. It's a 3-3 and weekend. I'd like to say Wilkes-Barre, but a 3-3 and this early in the season? Nah. Not trusting it. So those are your picks on the Friday face-off. Face-off as well as we ran down this weekend's games. Thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to the Belly Up Podcast Network. And get out there and enjoy some hockey at this time of year. My name's Richard Blosser. Go Bears, and I'll see you at Giant Center. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.